Whether you're a first-time poultry owner or looking to expand your flock, you can always use some helpful advice. Blaine's Farm and Fleet's got you covered. With great info and products to help raise healthy birds in-store or online at farmandfleet.com forward slash chick days. Well, the acreage numbers may be down a little bit in 2022, but I still think there's a lot of people that are very curious about industrial hemp here in the state of Wisconsin. One of the first voices that started sharing messages about what it takes to grow it, uh, market it, and use it. Carl Dooley, University Extension Ag Agent. He's up in that Buffalo County area and joining us now. So, Carl, let's talk a little bit about uh, how this all started, because I'm not kidding. You were one of the first guys that tried to help people understand the in and out of what industrial hemp was versus its cousin cannabis. I mean, you did a lot of early education for folks on this industry. Tell me how you've seen it evolve over the past, uh, what, six to ten years? Well, not quite that long, not quite that long, because the conversations really started about five years ago when we were trying to get it uh, approved that we could grow it under under a research um, um, uh research protocol because that's the only way we could do it until it was approved by by the federal government and uh, so those and it was mainly driven for me by a group of farmers here in buffalo county who had um and and specifically a group of farm bureau farmers who had promoted it and trying to get legalized for for industrial hemp for quite a few years in their resolutions that they took forward to the state this is the same group of farmers that i've worked with for many years and, and the group has expanded um, into many looking at many different alternative crops and and industrial hemp seemed like one of the ways to go. Um, Buffalo County was uh, was fairly large grower of industrial hemp back in the early 1900s. I think it was the largest hemp processing plant in the nation was in Winona, Minnesota, just across the river from us. So a lot of contracts. When I first started in Buffalo County, I, a lot of the quote old guys then. Um, told me about how they remember growing it, and we still had it, quote, as ditch weed growing wild. And it just seemed kind of a natural for us to take a look at it again. Now, you've been really uh, instrumental in forging partnerships with our Native American folks that are here in Wisconsin. Why did that seem to work out as a good partnership, Carl? Well, there were, there were, there were three agents. It's Jerry Clark up in Chippewa, myself in Buffalo County, and then Bill Halfman, who was in Monroe County. Um, uh, that we've been, we were working with the industrial hemp with the idea. I had a plot for a couple of years, just a small, really demo plot in Buffalo County. And, and Bill and Jerry got really interested. And Bill said, Bill has a, quite a few connections with the, with the Ho-Chunk Nation over the years on other projects and, and was approached and said, yeah, we'd be interested in partnering. And it's been a great partnership with the, with the Ho-Chunks. Their, uh, their, uh, director of, or their secretary of the, of the DNR, who agriculture is currently under in the Ho Chunk Nation, Tina Brown was great to work with, and uh, they've uh, they're trying to get their um, their uh, Department of Agriculture a little more organized, and they hired a gentleman by the name of Forrest Fundmaker, and uh, Forrest has also been great. Uh, in fact, he helped us out on this uh, past Tuesday when we did some harvest down in in the plots because uh, we also have a forage. Uh, part of this, looking at it as a quality forage or an emergency forage for dairy cows. So uh, that, that it's become a great partnership and a true partnership. It's not us doing the work or them doing the work. We do the work together. Excellent. Now let's talk a little bit about the evolution of the crop here in Wisconsin, Carl, because uh, from the the hard work that it took 
to get it approved for growing here in the state of Wisconsin. We had initial everybody wanted in, and uh, enthusiasm seems to have been tempered over the past couple of years. Tell me what you've observed. Right, and we the, the enthusiasm was mostly about CBD oil hemp. And we've done, uh, we did a project for two years with Oregon State. It was a national project on CBD oil. We're not doing it this year for a number of reasons, but uh, um, the CBD industry has, has really leapt forward pretty fast. We're looking at mostly the fiber and the grain industry, and, and, uh, and in some ways right now there's not a lot of markets out there for fiber and grain, especially in Wisconsin or the Midwest. But we're really, um, we're, we're pretty enthusiastic about the future of those possible markets because of where hemp was and, and, and where it, where it's kind of headed. I, I had the opportunity or I took the opportunity. A friend and I went over to Germany, I guess it was in 2019, um, and went to the European Industrial Hemp Conference because they, they've been growing hemp since the mid nineties and, and have, that's where most of our varieties come from. And to look at the enthusiasm and the number of products that they're making from hemp fiber is it was pretty exciting. So um, that kind of energized us and said, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna not bypass CBD. We have a, a specialist down at UW Madison, Shelby Ellison, that is still working quite a bit with CBD. But we said we're we're pretty interested in in the fiber and the grain because it it fits our our style here a little bit more of farming. You can use traditional equipment with it." And uh, we like to think right now we're kind of ahead of the game because there's, we're, we're out there learning about production and the markets are starting to, I think, develop. Um, uh, there's a long ways to go there, but uh, we, we, we have a chance to learn a little bit about the crop before we, before we stick it out there in the market. Well, what do you think it takes, Carl, for somebody that's been following the hemp conversation in Wisconsin for a while and thought about getting in? What kinds of bullet points do you share with them, uh, cautionary words before they jump in? Because it is not a cheap or inexpensive crop to get engaged in. That's, uh, that's definitely true. What, uh, what the first thing we talk about is don't, if you want to grow like a half acre or something like that and learn about growing it on your farm, great. Go ahead and do that. But don't produce too much unless you have a market for it. That's the number one, number one um, the message that uh, both Jerry, Bill, and I, we all give. We also give the messages, be a little careful. There's a lot of, quote, startup companies out there that, in some cases, great companies, in some cases, promising way more than they can deliver and have, um, and have signed some contracts that they couldn't make good on. So be really cautious about some of those markets, as in any new industry that might develop. Um, and and uh, the, the agronomics, I think we're, we're starting to figure out. Uh, we had last year, we did some fertilizer trials. That was our first replicated trials and a variety trial. We've expanded the variety trial this year with, um, in, in, um, in cooperation with um, Indiana, Illinois, and Michigan. And, uh, and so we have more varieties this year, both of fiber and of grain. Um, and we did a seeding rate trial this year because we're not really sure where seeding rate for fiber is really going to going to fall in so we and we have that replicated in all three spots with trial. Now Carl, I know that you mentioned we got started under the auspices of uh, research permits here in the state of Wisconsin. Since we started, we've kind of transitioned back to oversight by the US Department of Agriculture. How do you feel about that? How do the growers feel about that? First year that we've kind of worked under those uh, guidelines, what are you hearing on that? Well, not really speaking to a lot of other growers at this point. We hope we hope to do that more this winter, 
um, as we connect back with some of the folks we touch base with. It has opened up a few avenues for us. First of all, it's a little easier uh, than it was with the Department of Ag uh, uh, because USDA, FSA has been in the game of reporting crops and stuff for a long time. And uh, so they've got it figured out, and that's uh, how our reporting is taking place right now. Uh, for me, I'm lucky it's three doors down the hall, so I can just go down there and ask questions. <laughs> but uh, I, 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 think, I think going with USDA was a good thing, just because uh, they have the staff. It's already ingrained in their culture about crop reporting. Um, I'm not sure how the, uh, um, the testing is going to go right now. Uh, there's a number of people in Wisconsin certified uh, that we can hire to, to test for THC levels because there's still a concern about THC levels. Um, but we'll work through that as the, as the summer goes along. Well, actually, in the next month as we, as we harvest more for, for grain and fiber. Carl Dooley is along with us, University Extension Ag Agent in Buffalo County, teaming up with ag agents in Chippewa County as well as in Monroe County for an excellent field opportunity for growers or interested parties focused on industrial hemp for fiber and grain production. Uh, They're going to be in Chippewa County, Buffalo County, as well as Monroe County. Talk to me a little bit about what you're really targeting with this uh, three-day pitch, Carl. Uh, Who is this designed for? This design, really, for anybody who's interested in industrial hemp, if they're interested in growing, if they're interested in looking at fiber for processing, if they just got an idea in the back of their head that's saying, huh, I wonder if this product could be made out of hemp. Um, we don't, won't have all the answers on that, but we can demo the, the product, um, and, we can, and we have some samples from last year. Uh, I think at all three locations, we're going to be making some hempcrete, one of the products that's used a lot in Europe and and uh, and also in Asia for for building material, uh, we'll do. A, uh, we have enough product. We should be able to do a demo at each location. Um, Shelby Ellison uh, will not be at all three locations, but she's given us some information to share. She's done a little bit more of the uh, the work with product and product development. Um, there's a number of different um, departments on the Madison campus, also University of Illinois and other campuses that are really working really hard on, on looking at where does this uh, product fit as a natural fiber um, in, in our environment. So it's pretty open to everybody. We'll, have, um, we'll be doing um, a plot walkthrough on the different varieties, show you the difference between grain varieties and fiber varieties. Uh, we'll we'll um, talk about our seeding rate trial. We should have our results. By then, this will be the second year um, on using hemp as an emergency forage. We should have the results back before that field day. So we'll have some preliminary results for two years of data, which we're kind of excited about. Um, so I think it'll fit kind of everybody. We're going to do little short um, uh, uh, talks about what, uh, and, and walk-arounds of what we're learning. And, and so anybody who's interested in anything industrial hemp, grain, and fiber uh, should come on out. We're not really going to be talking much about, or really we're not going to focus on CBD oil at all. Uh, lots of opportunities out there for people to learn about CBD. Again, like we said, uh, three different locations that should be able to accommodate you geographically and three different dates as far as your calendar. August 11th in Chippewa County, County August 19th, Buffalo County, August 25th and Monroe County, and I have all the details up at MidwestFarmReport.com. And, uh, Carl, you know, I say quite often, agriculture, it's a pretty small pool. For somebody that wants to begin networking with other 
hemp-minded growers and processors and educators. I'm guessing this is where you want to have your business card ready to go. I, I think so. We had um, we had we did a field day last year um, with uh, I, I don't know what's a good crowd, but we had about thirty people at each location. A lot of exchange of ideas. Um, we had um, we had people come from Wisconsin, Minnesota. I don't think we had anybody from um, from uh, Michigan, but uh, this year I, I think we're going to see similar things happen, and um, and hopefully a, a lot of excitement. And we'll we're we're not going to close the doors after the field day is over. People can stay and talk and ask questions as long as they like. So the true networking should take place at that time. You know, I know Carl that there had been some hot spots where there was a good exchange of information. Kentucky, I think Colorado got in, obviously, uh, with a couple different angles. And then there was Wisconsin. Is that still kind of the dynamics of active conversations and research, looking at this as an opportunity? There's a, quite a few places. Like I said, our, our plots this year are in combination, very similar plots in, in Illinois, Indiana, and Michigan. We're, we're a consortium, of, so to speak, looking at some long-term research dollars also we'll see how that comes through um we also kentucky is 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 uh, quite a bit happening in kentucky there's a couple industries one is called um hempwood has really pushed the envelope down in kentucky working with murray i think it's murray state that is the, their main cooperator um there's a uh, quite a bit of work happening um in in vermont um if any of you have followed alternative crops nationwide heather darby their researcher out there has been uh, great to work with, great cooperator, and, and they're doing a fair amount with really small-scale um, hemp and manufacturing out in Vermont. Um, Colorado, Oregon um, are probably the, the biggest ones. There's also, I think, the, the uh, plant is open now in um, central Montana. Um, they didn't have their equipment. I happened to be out there in November because my, my wife's from there. We went to see her father, and um, they didn't have their equipment in then. At that time yet, I don't know if they do this year. That would be pretty exciting to see. Uh, that'll be pretty large scale. So um, uh, there's quite a bit happening from around from around the country. Um, we'll we'll see how it turns out here in Wisconsin. We know we can grow it. Now we need um, I don't know where the push comes from, but a little more push on. Let's uh, let's looking at more ways to use it. Well, and like you said, that's why the optimism is there. Carl Dooley, along with a University Extension Ag agent in Buffalo County, partnered up with Chippewa and Monroe County Extension agents for special field days that will help you get answers on industrial hemp for fiber and grain. August 11th, Chippewa County, August 19th, in Buffalo County, August 25th, in Monroe County, and all the details up at MidwestFarmReport.com. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke.